TW, how are we, mate? Um, thanks for coming on in the box. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, first of all, mate, how's things? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me. Just uh, got a little bit of a uh, Corona growth on going with a beard. But, <laughs> yeah, so um, I've, got, I've gone the other way. I've gone the other way. That's why I've got my cap on, though, because all my cow's eggs are coming through now. Oh, lovely. You took the barnet off. <laughs> Whipped it off, mate. Looking forward to discussing some football, mate. That's it, mate. Well, listen, that's the you know main reason why I've done it is uh, set this up. I've been wanting to do something like this for a little while anyway, as I explained to you beforehand. Um, so I'll just put my time on there as well so I don't go too over my time. Um, yeah, I wanted to do something like this. Obviously, with a lack of sport that's on at the moment, it'd be great for people. I love, it. I love watching things like this myself. Um, so, yeah, I thought, why not give it a shot? And I can ask the questions. And also, on the other side of it, just so you know, some of our younger viewers can listen in, some, whether they're aspiring young footballers, no academies, or if they're not academies already, um, you know, just so that maybe they can hear some stories and hear from somebody who's been there and done it, like yourself, TW. Um, yeah, so the boredom, how are you getting on with the boredom yourself? Anyway. Well, it's tricky. Obviously, as you know, I've got, um, I've got two boys uh, aged uh, 10 and 14, so I've become a full-time teacher at home, which is uh, a little bit tricky, <laughs> doing some GCSE work. It's uh, cleansing some of the brain cells, but... Um, yeah. You know, it's important for them to be active mentally and physically. So that's keeping me fully occupied, mate, at the minute. Perfect, perfect, mate. Right, let's get down to it. Your team, you've sent me it over. You can obviously, I've got it in front of me, but I'm sure you can remember who you've got. We'll start off in between the sticks. Who have you gone for? Well, it, it's quite tricky. I've played with some, some really good keepers and... Um, uh, I kind of sort of had three or four of them on the same kind of bracket, but uh, I've gone with this guy because he's the only lefty of them. So I've gone with him. <laughs> I think keepers are nutcases. I think keepers are absolute nutcases. You've got to have something seriously, seriously wrong with you mentally to be a goalkeeper. It's like it's not football. It's a different sport. Goalkeeping is a different sport to football. It's not yeah. the same sport. It, it isn't. And don't get me wrong, what they do is brilliant and fundamental. But um, the guy I've gone for is, uh, is Andy Lonergan. Okay. Uh, I, played, I played with him at Preston. Uh, he's, he's played for, you know, he's been at Leeds and, and, and now he's, he's, uh, he's an understudy. He's, he's back up at, at Liverpool. But I think I've just leant towards him because he was a lefty as well. But he, he, was, he was brilliant. He's just had these stupidly long arms and he just got to everything. He just got to everything. You think, that's, that's what you think. Sometimes looking back at the defender, you're, you're, sort of, you're behind, behind the line of the shot of the forward. And yeah. you think, oh, that's him. But he, just, he, used to get, he used to get his hands to him. And I used to think, have you got that? That's, have you got that? And I'd go over and gone, I've gone, cool, you've saved us there, boy. But um, yeah, yeah, he was good. Mate. Really, really good player. Good lad as well. Great lad. Everyone in my team's a good lad as well. No... Um, I know sometimes you can get amazing players and they're and they're not not always team players, but he was uh, he was really good in the dressing room as well. Yeah, I was going to say as well, like what a job he's got at the minute. You know what I mean? Just just like watching the best team in Europe from the best seat possible. You know what I mean? Fantastic, but mentally, I think that's that's another part. Obviously, he's a little bit older now; he's a couple of years younger than me. But he's, I would say, probably coming to the last couple of years of his career. And you, we've seen keepers do that over the last few years. They've they've gone from being number ones at Champion League One teams to go and be in number twos or number three, even number threes at really high end prem teams because they need keepers. You know they really do. They're in, they play so many games in so many competitions, and even in training, like 
there's normally a keeper that's just there to get absolutely peppered for shooting. You know, <laughs> sometimes they sometimes they will use youth team goalies, but the teams right at the top will have you know three or four really top quality keepers, and then um, we're seeing that a lot more recently. We saw you know Lee Grant go to Man United. We saw I think Ross Green went to Arsenal Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, a few have gone to to big clubs, and you think they're not going to play, but they're still doing a really important job. Yeah, no, of course. And yeah, like I say, what a gig that is. And to be fair, the way the way Adrian's form's been, he might even get a game. To be fair, <laughs> he's thrown him in, and he's got his he's, he's gone out in the last game with his ice skates and his bunion gloves on, isn't he? What's he doing? Unbelievable scene. Right, that's your goalkeeper done. Before we get into your team, then. Have you gone to obviously you just mentioned there you've gone you know you said they're all good lads and stuff but you've gone you've gone into this like literally you've gone for pretty much the best I know, I know listen a lot of people might you know do it differently and stuff but you've not just name dropped you've gone you've literally gone for the you thought about it with your managers they don't have you like you've got you know you've gone for your you know, you're trying to put your best yeah, team out. Yeah, the way the way I went, um, I, I didn't I didn't um, I didn't play any first-team games at West Ham. Obviously, I was there for two years and trained with some amazing players, but I've not gone with any of them. I didn't actually play in a first-team eleven with them, even though I played with them in friendlies and yeah. pre-season games. Yeah. Um, I didn't play with them in a first-team eleven, so that, that could have been an unbelievable you know, um, yeah. addition to, the, to my eleven. But I've gone with players that I played with, and I thought at the time, cool, you're an awful good player, you. Yeah, um, when, I, when I was playing with them, um, there could have been players that I put in that were on the back end of the careers when I played with them and yeah. played at right at the highest level, but before I was with them. So I've gone mainly when, yeah. when I played with them. Yeah. No, to, to be honest, mate, that's great. And to be honest, like I say, most people uh, who I've had on so far have done exactly the same sort of thing, you know. Um, and, you know, I think it just must be a, a footballer thing where, you know, you, you know, you know yourself whether someone's at the peak of their powers and you're playing with them and, like I say, it just makes sense to go for players that, you know, at the time, when you're playing with them, you're like, you know what, what Barry was at the time, you know. So, no, that's absolutely perfect, mate. We, so, it's a back four, and we'll start off at right back, and we'll work our way across. So, who's your right back, TW? So, my right back is Jeff Kenner. Uh, maybe some of the younger guys won't know who he is, but um, he was somebody that I played with at Birmingham City. And... I was there really young. I was only twenty, and I just, I just thought, wow, what, what a fullback, and what, um, what a great, great player. He used to be up and down, up and down. And the thing that ticked the box for me was he had the no look pass into the forwards' feet. It was unbelievable. Yeah. When I was there, I couldn't do that. I used to look at him thinking, has he, has he done that? He's looking, he's looking at his right mid, and he's fizzed yeah. that right into the forwards. He, he was just so good at it. And yeah. um, obviously, just before he came to Birmingham, he, he, he won the league with with, uh, with Blackburn. So he used to fizz balls into Shearer. I'm sure that wasn't <laughs> too difficult. Making that stick, do you know what I mean? But he was just, you know, when some people say, oh, he was, he, people are seven, seven out of ten every week. He was better than that. He was such a good passer of the ball. Yeah. Um, and it was towards the end of his career. And he was, um, he was such an important player for Birmingham at the time as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was brilliant, mate. And he, he got me working on my my ability to to be looking at my left winger and fizzing it, reverse fizzing it into into the front man. Yeah. Um, and, and doing it with confidence, he was just so good at it, so good. Yeah, no, of course. And to be fair, you mentioned there about younger, you know, some of our younger viewers um, not re- probably not remembering, but 
luckily enough, I was a foot, an absolute football boffin when I was uh, a youngster. And I do remember him, yeah, Southampton, Blackburn, remember him playing in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, yeah top, top player. And, you know, went on to, you know, uh, I was looking earlier, actually, doing a bit of homework. He made a hell of a lot of appearances. So, no, no problems with that one. Centre-arse, two centre-arse, who's in there first? Two centre halves. See, I've got, I've gone for, I've gone for one a bit more of a ball player and uh, one a bit more of an absolute, um, what should we call him, a beast. Um, so I'll, I'll go, I'll go, with, I'll go with my ball player first, um, and I've gone for Seanson Ledger. Okay. Um, who was actually the first time I was at Peterborough when I was in the first team. He was only uh, 14, 15. He was a YT, um, doing the boots and and looking on. Uh, and then I moved away and he started playing in the first team there and then he moved on to better things he played at, at Middlesbrough and then we actually uh, crossed paths again uh, at Preston yeah. and uh, was just someone that used to bring the ball out so comfortably uh, and, uh, and it, maybe his defensive skills got, got undervalued and underlooked because he was so comfortable on the ball yeah. um, but he played a lot, a lot of games in Republic of Ireland and he was, he was really 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 high, highly thought of there and uh, maybe someone that might not be on other people's radars, radars but for me, he was, uh, he was a top draw centre-half. Yeah, no, obviously he had a fantastic career. And I, I remember watching, um, again, being the football buff, and I, was, I remember watching like Big Ron's manager, and he was like on there as a youngster at Peter. Yeah. Then. Was, you, was you there then? I wasn't there, but he, even no. then, I know he, he'd just gone into the first team. He was just yeah. gone into the first team then, when he, yeah, but he was, a, he was really, really young. Um, yeah. and, and that was his, that was his, probably might have even been his first season in the first yeah, season. Yeah, because I remember but, watching, um, watching, watch, watch, watching the show. I remember watching the show and like thinking, cool, like he, you know, he had a bit about him, like he was a bit arrogant, like you know, you could tell that like he had a bit about him. And then obviously, he then went on to obviously play at a higher level. So, you know, he obviously used that arrogance in the right way and uh, you know, went on to have a great career. So, yeah, that's good, good pick. Yeah, he was, he was very, very confident in his in his ability on the ball, which which obviously you have you have to be. It's everything. Um, uh, you know, with with the ball playing centre halves, every now and again you do get a mistake because obviously forwards take gambles and 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 they're closing you down. But that that never used to stop him. I remember a game we played away at Derby, and um, he made a mistake really early in the first minute or so, cost the goal. But he he, he was just brilliant after that. His ball playing after that, the way he brought it out was superb. Perfect. He's in. Who partners in? So I've got I've gone for a little bit of finesse one side, and then then the other side I've gone for the the man mountain, the Great Wall of China, <laughs> Danny Shitu. <laughs> that sounds like that actually is that. <laughs> you have to have lunch with him to believe him, mate. Honestly, <laughs> you have to be in a canteen when they're serving the lunch to see the size of this guy and what he puts away. <laughs> But oh, wow, he could move. He could shift. Honestly, really? I think I think don't get don't quote me wrong. I think he was something like eighteen and a half stone, and he was the quickest player in our team. Wow. Tw, you still there? Yeah, so you've gone for Sean Ledger at the back there. Who is partnering him at the back? Well, uh, I've got Sean, who's a, a bit of a finesse and a bit more of a smoother centre back. So I've gone for um, someone you'd have as your beast, your 
Great Wall of China. I've gone for Danny Shitu. <laughs> Honestly, mate, this size of this guy, you have to either be, you know, getting changed next to him in the dressing room or eating lunch with him just to just to just to get your head round. Not just not just his height, his width. He's like he's like two guys wide. Like, but the, the crazy thing is, he's about eighteen and a half stone, and he was the quickest player at the team as well. It's frightening. Yeah, of course, as well. Especially like like you say, to be that to be that much of a brute and to be quick as well, like scary, isn't it? Honestly, he was. Um, he he very rarely tried to complicate things. He he knew his strengths and he he didn't play on his weaknesses. His weaknesses, he wasn't great in the ball, and he knew that. But he could run, he could cover, he could tackle, he could defend, he could head, and he was a, he was a real threat in the other box as well. Um, yeah. You know, if the ball, if the ball went, you know, sometimes the defender ball goes over the back four, you think, oh, we'll get after that. He was already there, you know, he was frightening. Yeah, yeah he, used to, he used to eat, eat the ground up, you know. Uh, <laughs> we was on a, we was on, we was on an away trip one day. We were playing Cardiff, and we stopped off uh, at uh, I think it was Barry Town. Stopped at Barry Town to train and uh, finished training. And a couple of boys wanted to race him. They wanted to race him over a length for the length for the pitch. So, uh, and these were these were quick players. Like there was three yeah. really really quick players. He let them start on the eighteen yard box, and he started on the on the goal line. And literally by by halfway line, he'd eaten them up. He'd gone past all of them. It was frightening. <laughs> Unbelievable. Craziness, yeah. honestly. To be fair, I spoke to Will. He gone. I say lovely again, lovely guy. Yeah. He'd do anything for you. I bumped into him in. Um, in uh, in Barbados about five or six years no five or six years after we were playing with each other we were both still playing but at different clubs in and uh, we had a great yeah we had a great time yeah because I, when, I when I spoke to people I, he, he often says you know just an hello to me to be fair I don't really know him but just know him to say hello to and everyone says that you know like off the pitch he's like a gentle giant you know yeah he's a gentle giant not a um not not bare bone or, or sometimes you see players are malicious and they want to leave their foot in. Nothing like that. He was just he was just so strong, so yeah. strong. Yeah, cool. Right, okay, that's your centre half done. We go to left back, mate, and you have gone for yourself. Well, I thought that was the idea because it was obviously <laughs> any, any, any team that I played in, I would have been playing left back, so <laughs> no one else would have been playing. There. So that that's why I've that's why I've gone for me. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was the general idea. So I never, I never really played with another left back. I've never, you know, so I yeah. either played or I didn't. So that was it, really. So I've left myself in there. I wasn't too bad. That's it, mate. That's it. You've gone for yourself. Like I say, no problem with that. Like I said, you when whatever club you've been at, he's probably been you at left back. So no, no problem. Plus, you're picking the team anyway. At the end of the day, you're gonna be, you're gonna pick the team. You want, you want to be able to enjoy it, then so. I can't hear you, mate. It's cut out again. Is it cut out again? Let's see if, um... Yeah, you've gone all that alien. Mine's it's still. just, it's just like. Because yours, yours is moving, though. What about if you just if you put it on something? Your phone. Um. Start, start talking to me. Yeah, back to normal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, do you reckon it's maybe because you're moving it? Do you reckon you could put your put yours on something? Yeah, give me two six. Just think. Yeah, obviously, I think you're the only one who has actually held it. So maybe that, I'm just only thing I can think that's different. That's all. Yeah, uh, give me two six. Give me two might six. Be. I might be totally wrong there. Do you know what I mean? But 
Yeah, like I can your your video, the video of you is crystal clear. It's, yeah. it's the sound sync. You keep going yeah. alien. And, That's what I'm thinking. Maybe maybe it's because you're moving it. It might not be, but we'll try that. If not, then we'll try and do it another day. It must just be my connection. Right, I'm gonna stick it on my legs so it don't move. Yeah. Pillow or something, maybe. Yeah. Right, we'll give that a bash then, yeah. Cool. He'll know how to yeah. cut all this out and stuff anyway. Right. Yeah, so you've gone for yourself in there. Absolutely, yeah. No qualms about that. Wand of a left foot. Uh, I'll give you that one. And like I say, you're picking the team, so why why shouldn't you enjoy uh, enjoy yourself playing in there? Just a question on 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 yourself there, really, Tom. Like, where where do you feel? You know, where do you feel you was at your peak? Because obviously you had like various amount of uh, clubs. You had you know a couple of different spells at QPR, a couple of different spells at Peterborough. Where where do you feel that you 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 was at your peak of your powers, really? Um, a difficult one, really, because I don't know if it was the misfortune, but I was I, I seemed to be at some really big clubs when I was younger, and uh, hadn't had a lot of experience. Um, and really sort of developed my game later in my years, really, um, yeah. with, with experience. And I think that comes with defending as well. You, you know, you just, just your, your, your general learning is, uh, comes, at your old, uh, comes at your older age. Um, I would say probably I had a, had a spell of a couple of years um, where I moved from Peterborough Preston and QPR, those sort of two or three years there, sort of 08, 09, 10, 11, those three, yeah. four years there, I think um, probably where I, I was probably at, at, at my peak, I would say, sort of physically and, and had, had the experience of the years of sort of being a defender of age 27 to 31 rather than being 19, 20 um, and just being a sort of, not a headless chicken, but um, it's your decision-making changes, doesn't it, and, yeah. uh, and gets better. So. I would say definitely those those sort of 08 to 11 uh, seasons were my best, yeah. Yeah, that's when you were more of a complete player, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Cool, right. You're in anyway. You're in your own team. No problems with that. I wasn't sure how you were going to do it with your midfield. What sort of shape was you going for? Um, uh, I think I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 4-4... 4-4-1-1. Okay, cool. Four four one one, four four one one, four five one, four 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 two. Really, um, yeah. I'll, I'll do uh, I'll do my two sitting midfielders first, my two centrals. Cool, go on. Well, you you lead us on, mate. You where, where are we starting? Yeah, first guy. Um, a lot of people know is uh, Jimmy Bullard. Cool. He's uh, a really close friend of mine. We were at West Ham together, sort of. Grew up, grew up there really, and um, and then actually both left at the same time, and both went to Peterborough where we started our careers properly. Yeah. And um, Jimmy made the move from being a kind of right winger forward to a to a central midfielder. Then, yeah. Um, he kept saying to Barry, you know, I want to play centre midfield. I want to play centre midfield. And Barry said to me, Sign you as a right winger from you know from. And he's like, I want to play centre midfield. I want to play centre midfield. Um, he didn't start him there first sort of half of the season. He didn't, but he moved him in there, and that was it. He just, he just took the ball by the horns, and he just, he just wanted the ball from everywhere. He, yeah. he used to come over. The keeper would have the ball, and he'd be literally standing on my toes because he, he wanted the ball off the keeper. And I'm like, Jim, yeah. go away, get away from me. Like, I'll give you the ball, not a problem. 
but he just wanted the ball off everybody. He was always an option. And uh, he very quickly changed himself from this this sort of... He was quite a, he was quite a tricky winger to this very sort of technical, very good striker of the ball, very good pass on the ball, sort of deep-lying midfielder. He used to go and get things going, but very, very, very good player. And obviously, everyone knows about his, his bundles of energy and his... Uh, and his, his characteristics off the pitch, but he's a, he's a great lad. And we, we roomed for, for a good few years as well. So obviously you get close with someone with that as well, but great guy, great player. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was going to ask about, cause obviously everyone knows about Jimmy off the field. I actually know him personally myself as well, like great lad, good laugh. And, you know, to be fair to him, he's brilliant on the television. Like I think he's rescued software in the last, over the last couple of years. He's, he's got that back on track with, um, with the other lad there. And it's, you know, he's, he's uh, Fenners and it's been, it's been brilliant, but yeah, it's just interesting to hear, like, you know, how good of a player was he? Like, obviously, you say you've been at, you was with him at uh, two different clubs, you know, as a youngster. So it's just interesting to hear, you know, like what a good player he was. Top, top, top player. Yeah. Great technique. Um, you know, sometimes I always say lefty strike the ball sweet and a little bit different. He he had that in a, in a righty. He really really struck the ball well, cleanly. Um, uh, his, his energy levels as well and his enthusiasm for the game every yeah. day at training, you know, just, you know, he was absolutely buzzing every day at training. He was the same. Like, you, you wouldn't get, you know, sometimes you get players to come in and they'd have the arse one day or they'd be grumpy one day or they wouldn't train yeah. as well. You'd get the same out of him every single day. Um, a great lad, you know, a similar kind of thing where we obviously got kids at the same age as well. So, you know, we still we still speak now all the time and, and meet up and, and uh, yeah, he's a good lad, great lad, and a very, very good player. Yeah, no, different class, great lad. And uh, to be fair, it'd be one I'd, I wouldn't mind getting on here. I'm sure it, uh, it, 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 I'd have a good hour with him. You would have. Well, the thing is, though, you might have to do him over a two or three episode special because he can chat. <laughs> no, that's not a problem, mate. If I can get him on here, that'd be, uh, it'd be worth it. Anyway, I could do a two part special anyway. But no, that's great, mate. Um, alongside him in centre midfield. Yeah, alongside him, uh, Ali Forlane. QPR, Alejandro Folang, uh, great player. I didn't know anything about him before I, uh, I re-signed the QPR. Um, uh, Argentinian lad, um, very very quiet off the off the off the pitch. Yeah. Um, very very smooth and and calm and casual, and just again someone who would receive the ball in any situation. You could give him the ball with three players on him in the smallest yeah. of pockets. Um, he had a great left foot. He he, could, he, he had any, he had any pass in the locker, any range. Um, and he almost when he passed you the ball, it was almost controlled for you before you got it. You never yeah. have to control it. It was like the what his weight was superb. Um, and then after I left QPI, he he he, uh, he went on to be a really important part of them and a really sort of central figure in them in them uh, getting promoted to the Premier League. And uh, unfortunately, he had a couple of bad injuries, but uh, a hell of a hell of a player. Yeah, because I remember I remember he was unfortunate with injuries because I actually when I was coming for at Gillingham, I played a few games against him in the reserves and he was a joke like his ability was frightening so um, yeah, yeah he was comfortable injuries obviously he, held him back yeah yeah I think I wouldn't say held him back um, like they really stopped stopped him sort of you know shining even more he's just he's just such a good player mate honestly you could go yeah. and get the ball all, all left foot literally I don't think I, I don't think I ever hardly turn touch the ball right, but, but he didn't need to um, yeah. didn't need to he had the outside of the part, outside of the foot pass, everything, you know, everything didn't need it. He just and his weight was just lovely. 
<laughs> yeah, see, now you, you've, you've given the game away a bit here. Your keeper's left-footed, your midfielder's left-footed. You've mentioned, <laughs> about, you've mentioned about Bullard looking like a left-footer. Like, you are very biased towards you lefties, aren't you? Uh, I, do, I, I am fond of a lefty, mate, yeah, and I will, I will back him. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's class, that's class, that's class. Right, where are we going from there? That's your two sitting midfielders. Where do we go next? Let's let's go let's go left and right. I'll go I'll go right side first. Have you as you've just had a go at all my lefties, I'll go right side. <laughs> uh that's a guy that um I met the first time I signed at QPR and that's uh, Richard Langley. Okay. Yeah, see now I was gonna ask I was gonna ask you about this because I'm I'm ashamed to say, you know, I've you know I've um I've uh, self acclaimed uh, football buffing. I'm ashamed to say that I've never, I've not really heard of this guy. I've not heard of this guy. Yeah, he's someone who, who broke into QBR's first team very young, um, yeah. and uh, come through their, come through their ranks, and, and and really loved by the QPR fans. Um, and again, another one really, really halted by um, a couple of really bad ACL knee injuries, yeah. um, similar, similar to, to Ali. Um, but this this guy had everything. He, he was two footed. He was predominantly right footed, but two footed. Um, he was six foot plus. He could move. He could play centre midfield. He could play. He could play anywhere midfield. He could play off the front man. Um, but when I when I joined the QPR, he played he played on the right. And even though we were on opposite sides, and and uh, we just had that tele, tele, telepathy that I, he he knew if there was if it was getting tight on the left. If, if he had it right, I'd switch it out to him. And he, he used to destroy people. He really did. He, could, he had a trick to go past people. He had pace to go past people. Um, and if you, uh, if anyone wants to have a look at, he had some unbelievable free kicks in him as well. He scored some great free kicks. Um, got goals. He was, he was a really good player. He then went to Cardiff um, and uh, had some really bad injuries. So he, he didn't uh, didn't have the best of luck there. But we used to we used to fight all the time over who was on set pieces. Um, I'd probably say his uh, shooting from from free kicks was better than mine, but my delivery is better. <laughs> now I was going to say, to be fair as well, like with all the, all the players that you'd have played with, like midfield players, wide players, like you know, obviously I haven't heard of him myself, um, but he must have been a good player because, like I say, you would have you would have played with some some top players there, and the ones we're about to move on to, you know, are all top top players for us. So for him to be in your eleven, it is is saying something. Um, oh, just on that, you said you touched obviously. Obviously, it's great that we can have a bit of crack and we can go through your uh, your teammates. But I just want to see, obviously, pick out a few things uh, as we go along as well. For like, you know, like I say, I'm doing a bit of coaching myself now and stuff, and the younger lads there. Like, in terms of you know, someone like him being talented with both feet, like, how much of a how much of a benefit do you think that is for young players? Now? Like, you know, how much emphasis would you put on that? On obviously, I know you've got a, two young aspiring uh, young footballers in your household as well. Like, how much of an emphasis? I know you are. A, a big lefty fan, but how much yeah. would you put on that? You'd be being able to use both feet. I think now, obviously, like you said, I'm I'm seeing my boys growing up and and, and be coached and and do sessions, and but they are doing that more and more, and it's probably still the same now. Where lefties are still more predominantly one footed than 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 righties. It just it just seems to be the way, um, uh, and I still see it now. My youngest. My youngest weak foot is stronger than my oldest weak foot, but my oldest is predominantly left-footed and doesn't really use his right foot. And yeah. it's it's crazy how that how that happens. Um, but it's it's something that I think as a as a as a grounding that you shouldn't take for granted, and you shouldn't just you know okay, I could, we can all cross the ball with our right foot at the right time, but 
when you're in that situation running down the wing on the wrong side and yeah. a ball has to go in at that time, you can't be chopping back on, on your favoured foot. You know, you've got to have the confidence and the ability to, to put that ball in with your weaker foot as well. I think it is something these days that the levels that our game has gone to, you know, in the Premier League champ where, you know, players are strikers and finishers and crosses of the ball are equally as strong on, on their weak foot. It's, I think it's becoming more and more predominant, I think, as, as we're, we're getting there. I mean, we've got the best, I think we've got the best league in the world anyway. Um, yeah. But it's, it's becoming more, you know, you, people say, oh, show on his left foot, he won't, you know, he won't score. You used to yeah. hear that shout all the time when I started playing, you know. Coaches should say to me or the gaffies, but got no, got no left foot, so you just you leave him on there. But you can't, yeah. you can't do that at the highest level these days. Any, no. any yard, then they'll take it. It doesn't matter what foot it's on, you know. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely something that's in uh, improved. You know, uh, uh, people being able to use their both feet. Um, no, that's great. Like I say, um, used to be a yeah, rare breed. To be fair, when I was coming through, do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, you're one of the That's it, mate. Now, I just thought, uh, obviously, I. Like, cause that's one thing I always try and say to the, the boys I'm coaching now and the boys I'm mentoring now. It's like, look, can you, like, just even if you're just smashing the ball up against the wall or just literally, even if you just said to yourself before a training session, have 10 minutes where you're only allowed to use your weak foot because I feel it's something that helped help, you know, my career. And I, I just feel like it's something, like you said, you know, if you're, you're in trouble, you can, get, you can get yourself out of trouble by using that weaker foot there. Definitely. No, I agree totally. I mean, I, I remember when I first went into West Ham and, I don't think I'd hardly kicked a, a ball with my right foot in the first 16 years of my life, but yeah. I went in there and they, they made sure that I worked on it. You know, it, it wasn't amazing, but, you know, it got to situations where if I need to, I could clear the ball as a defender with my right foot, you know, yeah. um, which was a start for me. And then as I've got older, I've, you know, I've become a lot more confident with it and a lot more comfortable with it. And, um, you know, I will make passes with my right foot. You know, I'll always prefer my left foot, but I'm not like you and I'll, I won't put corners in with both feet. Nothing similar like that. But, <laughs> oh, um, mate, but, but, you can. Them days are over, them days are over. Mate, I, think, I think there's only, there's only two people I know that put corners in with both feet. That's you and Santi Cazorla. I can't think of it. <laughs> that'd, be the only time, that'd be the only time I've ever been in the same sentence as Santi Cazorla, mate. Let me tell you. But listen, right, moving forward then, we will go on to... Yeah, you tell me where we're going. That's why right flag done. Uh, we're going to go wide left. Yeah. Um, going to go wide left, but I'm going to I'm going to allow him to go where he wants. Um, yeah. Because this is what we did when we played together. Um, yeah. We played in a, we played in an old fashioned four four two, but he had the freedom to go anywhere and go and pick the ball up. You know, behind the front two on the right, which also benefited my game because I could bomb forward and he left the, the left wing space for me. So it worked great for both of us. And that's that's George Boyd. Okay. Um, the uh, you know, really, really, really talented player. Come through non-league um, and come into the program a little bit later than than everybody else. Um, wasn't you know wasn't overly quick. Um, didn't have a bag of tricks, but just had he had great hip movement. He had great great body movement, and he he, he could just lo- he could lose a defender in you know in in half a chop, um, half a cut, or half a drag back. And once he, once he got the confidence in his game, he, he was scoring from everywhere and. Rightly so, went on had a successful career in the Premier League. Yeah, no, of course he was. To be honest, like I say, player that I I watched. Obviously, he was ahead of me in terms of age group, and yeah, I think he, he you know, top draw, and he went on to play, like I say, in the Premier League. I was just going to ask, like, in terms of obviously for yourself, like I say, you come through at like a you know, a big sort of a big club, big academy anyway. Someone well renowned for bringing players through, like West Ham. He actually did it the hard way, right? He, he come through at, like Stevenage and done the non-league route, like yeah. He, 
does, does that surprise you? Because you know he, the way you, when you watch him, he doesn't he doesn't look like that sort of player that's going to come uh, come through the non-league circuit, does it? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think um, I think there was there was a time uh, when a lot of League One and Two clubs started to look into the conference and a little bit lower for yeah. for some, for some value because. Yeah. They, they just couldn't. They just couldn't um, compete with some of the teams who were, you know, taking players that were getting released from higher clubs and things like that. And uh, George was just was just shining for for Stevenage at the time, and he was just on everybody's lips, and everyone was talking about him, and he was he was getting assists and goals, and he, he was still he was still relatively young. So I think it, it started the trend for I think you know, people were taking George and and uh, him being a great success for clubs actually believing in lower league and non-league and there is you know real quality there um and maybe that just you know these players were academies and stuff when they were younger it just didn't work out for them at, at that time yeah. you know and that's one thing i'll say to players you know i've got a lot of um kids parents in my kids teams in my son's teams at the minute saying to me oh you know been released by this club and this club and this club and i'm like they're nine they're ten they're eleven yeah. you know they're twelve yeah. You know, it's it's just um, everyone everyone develops mentally and physically at different at different times in their life. Yeah. Um, I was I was at Chelsea from eight till you know fourteen fifteen, um, got released and um, played in non league in a non league youth team for you know eighteen months, yeah. uh, and then West Ham took me from there. Um, but um, I think sometimes when you know, people get released from academies or all those higher grades. They they get really disheartened and and they can lose their love for it. But I think those people that that really love it and really believe will always come back. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I I totally I totally agree. And um, I think you know, like I said, everyone has their different pathways, and that's why, to be honest, you know, it's it's good that you know, like I said, for the young young people listening in and uh, young you know aspiring players, like I think that. Just because you're not at a pro club now doesn't mean to say that you know you won't necessarily have a better. I'm sure, like you know, someone like George there, he's probably had a lot better careers than people who have been at you know Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, and and places like that. And like you say, I think I was saying that my dad always used to use was like you know, cream always rises at the top, and, and at the end of the day, that's obviously the case with him. And it's actually interesting what you say there about that he was probably one of the first ones, wasn't he? Really, actually thinking about it, especially Peterborough after him, I suppose they they, they actually. They've done it quite uh, a few more times after that, didn't they? They did, yeah. They um they took a chance on George and um then when we went they went and they thought, you know, that's worked, you know, why can't why can't we use this system and, and go again? <coughs> um and done it with three, four, five, six, seven more players and, and, and continue to do so. Um and it's a way for them surviving. They they also know then that if they if it's successful that they will end up losing that player because they will have to sell them on in the end. Yeah. But it becomes becomes a a business but a successful business because you're getting the quality of the player for a two three four year period and hopefully yeah. a profit as well so they're, they're very they're very good at it um yeah. don't get me wrong they, they bought some they bought some when i was there you're thinking what have we, what have we got in here like seriously <laughs> like seriously honestly where, where have you got this one from i know i know you've done well with the last three or four signings but who, who's this geezer honestly um, there, there was a couple of them but you know they, they've done they've done it really well one thing i will say about george's um I remember when he, I think he was at Burnley uh, and the Prem and Sky Sports got really big on, on covering sort of ground covered and distance covered in games. And uh, George was sitting comfortably in the top three of the, of the whole of the Premier League for distance covered in games. 
and yeah. uh, I can back that up because unfortunately every pre-season I got partnered with him and um, he literally it, a boy could run he could just run and run and run as I said it was it, it wasn't always at that hundred percent blistering hundred meter sprint pace yeah but that, that boy could cover some ground I tell you yeah, yeah, he was unassuming player, wasn't he? Like you say, he covered the ground probably without actually. It was quite effortless for him, wasn't it? When you watched him play. Yeah, he looked. He looked. Yeah, I think. I think. I think it's a very key word we use it. He, he was effortless in covering the ground and his work rate. Even, even his sort of his when he when he used to ghost past defenders, he made that look effortless as well. No, that's great. He's in. He's wide. What wide left? You saying then? Yeah, no problem coming in. So you allowing you to come up the far side, uh, far side like you used to love doing. Front yeah. two then, front two time. You say it's going to be like a four-four-one-one. So I'm guessing you've got a number ten and a number nine. Yeah, I've, I've kind of got two number tens. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, no problem this, with that. No problem with that. No, 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 no. This, do you know what? This was this was really tricky. The, the front two were really tricky. I played with some some really good strikers, um, and you know, talking about players that just scored goals for fun. You know. Um, John Parkin, Aaron McLean, Craig McKell-Smith, Neil Mellor, um, Jeff Horsfield, Stern John, players that just scored goals and goals and, and goals for fun. Leon yep. Knight, back in Fenway, you know, players that just scored goals, just, you know, just, you know, for, you know, lucky in their sleep. Uh, but the two I've gone for um, are a little bit different, um, a, little, a little bit special. They're really special players. Um, sometimes people call them luxuries, but, for me, they, they weren't really because if you had them in their team and you got them the ball and you kept a clean sheet, you know, you know these two will win you the game. Um, yeah. The first one I've gone for is uh, Adele Tarrap at QPR. Okay. Um, I, I, there's, there's hardly any words to describe one of the boys. The boy's an absolute joke. The, what he can do with a ball um, is he, phenomenal. He's got, he's got not, not made by himself, but he's got so many YouTube videos of, of <laughs> goals of goals, nutmegs, making defenders look silly, but having an, having him product as well. When yeah. when, he, when he was first when he first came there, he was a little bit sort of it was just a showboat. But once he turned that into end product, he he literally unplayable, mate. Honestly, it was just phenomenal. Uh, it was just it was just so good to watch. You knew if you kept a clean sheet and got him the ball, that was you win the game. It was as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, um, and he, he he was quick and strong as well. Which yeah. again, he just glided over the ground, and he, I remember, I remember one day I coming coming from training. He was in, he's in the physio room, but he was in the, he was in like the office of the physio room in the computer room on the computer. Yeah. So I've gone in there and he's he's laughing. Oh, what are you watching? He's watching a YouTube of himself, and it's <laughs> it's a it's a video that someone's made, and I think he got eleven nutmegs in one game or something stupid like that. It was just <laughs> crazy, you know. It was just, um, and some of the some of the goals he scored in, in the year that QPR got promoted were just just brilliant. He, yeah, he no. was easily by far the best player in the league that year. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, the, the season you're talking about. And the, to be fair, you know, I've only filmed, you know, sort of a handful of these so far, and he's he's made, you know, he, he's been mentioned already. And I used to speak to a lot of uh, when I was at Gillingham, like I say, a few of the lads have come on loan from Tottenham and stuff uh, to us used to talk about him and honestly the way they were talking about him literally everyone who I've ever asked about uh, Tarabla honestly like everyone I asked just says like it was just ridiculous like how good he really really was like and that's just why I went what, what obviously he had things that held him back like why do you think he didn't like make it to the top 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 um in, in, uh, to give you another example so he was like he was he was a FIFA player 
like yeah. his drag backs and his rolls and his ball movement and his and his body movement was just phenomenal. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not sure. It, there obviously something something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, he did have a little bit of a mentality where um, he thought he was the team kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I get that in a kind of in a kind of the way he played, which I you know I I didn't I never had a problem with it. Um, I never had a problem with someone getting the headlines and scoring the goals and being the match winner because, you know, everybody's realistic and knows about football, knows you need everybody that's on the pitch to do their job. You know, it's not yeah. just not just the guy that sticks the ball in the net. I'm not sure there was questions about his attitude and his, his attitude in training and his, his attitude to his diet, but um, when I was there and personally with him, it was it was always spot on. So, But there obviously was something because, you know... Um, He's gone and done, you know. He's gone to AC Milan and 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 tore that up, and then he's fallen out of favour there. Then he went to Benfica on a on a ridiculous five year contract. I think he got put in the B team for like three years or something, you know. Mm. Um, so it's so something something's not quite right. But when he was when he was managed right, maybe it was that. I don't know. When he was when he was, if you got the best out of him, you had a player that could win you the league. Yeah, no. Like I say, everyone I speak to says exactly the same thing. So. Um... Must have been, you know, must have been unbelievable to watch him at such close quarters. You know, what I mean, training and playing with him day in day out. Right, who completes your eleven, mate? Completing my eleven is the one and only Swansea legend Lee Trundle. <laughs> what a guy! Honestly, just um, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in football. Um, Swansea right through to his corner. He started started at, um, at Wrexham and played for Bristol City as well, um, but. Um, he was kind of, he kind of, this is the kind of thing, and people keep, my, my boys keep asking me about videos and stuff and photos of, of when I was playing and stuff, obviously, but when I started playing, there wasn't the coverage like the coverage you get now. The the lower leagues weren't covered. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the champ one, two weren't covered as as they are now, you know, it was, it was the top flight was covered, you know, if you only watch match of that on a Saturday night, there was no other football, you know, there wasn't Sky Sports or, you know, so it was, it was a little bit different and um, he kind of went under the radar, his ability for quite a few years because he was, you know, playing in League Two and League One but yeah. then uh, obviously Soccer M did a good big thing about him about, you know, the yeah. lower league legend and stuff and, he, you know, he really was, he, he was um, another player you could give the ball to and he just draw two or three defenders and create space for others. Um, he had he had the chest the size of a double decker bus. Honestly, you could just <laughs> you could just pick it out. I could just I can still picture him. His, his arm he used to have his arms right next to his chest, and it almost looked like he'd handball it every time. But he was always hitting his chest. It was unbelievable. And he just had a finish where he could just he could smash the ball. Don't get me wrong, but he just used to caress caress the ball into the corners. And uh, he was a great lad. Great great lad in the dressing room as well. And um, one one you'd have in your team and one you'd have in your trenches as well. Yeah, I was going to say, because like I say, I totally spot on what you said there about the, the coverage because, you know, some of the some of the younger boys now coming through, they don't realise how lucky they are the coverage they've got. You know, listen, I was I was fortunate. I had probably a lot more than even you did. You know, it's always been improving and there's always been more and more um, and more content for people, you know, young players, uh, young people to be, to be watching. But yeah, like I say, he literally, if it wasn't for the soccer aim thing, he probably would have been under the radar even more, wouldn't he? Because, you know, at one point on soccer aim, he, had to, he, had, he pretty much had his own slot, didn't he? Yeah, he had his own slot and they loved it. They were doing, obviously, things that were a bit different then and he came onto the radar then, but but fully deserved because, like I said, I think if we'd had the coverage 
that we get for the champ one and two and even lower now, yeah, I, I think we'd have heard a lot more about him and seen a lot more about him. I mean, I've I've got I've got um, games and stuff in, in the champ that I can't even find that I played in. You can't even yeah. find them. Of course, like, yeah. I can't, I've got bags and bags of assists. I can't even can't even get video. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Seriously, I can't even get footage of them. You know. Um, the year that we went out of, I was uh, I went to Peterborough to Birmingham and just can't find any any footage of the games. It's just ridiculous. I think it was partly because you might not know this, but there was a ITV had an ITV Digital Sport for a little bit yeah, that I came remember. in for like a year yeah. or two years and, and went bust and never never took off and stuff. Um, so a lot of the games were on that then. But um, yeah, the coverage was a lot different. Now we see, now we see, you know, League Eight geezer in a stand blowing his nose, you know. <laughs> You know, you, you, you can't get championship goals, but you can see the geezer in League 8 blowing his nose and wiping his dog's ass. It's unbelievable, you know. <laughs> no, to be fair, mate, look, I know you're playing the violin a little bit there. You're missing out on a few assists. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to do an appeal. I'll put an appeal, appeal out on Instagram or Twitter, like, can we find TW's assist from, like, 06 or something, yeah? <laughs> don't, get, don't get me wrong, I've still, I've still got plenty from the later years. <laughs> so how, how, do you, how do you think they would have uh, worked as a pair, then, in your team, uh, them two? Well, that that was that was my own, that was my only thing. That's um, your only concern, yeah. <laughs> my, my only concern, but I've I've got um Gillian Gillian uh, um Ali holding, so um they're they're sitting there, and uh, I I would I would probably have trans transfer up a bit more targety and and just again let Adele drift because he could pick the ball up on the left. George could move in as well, so um they'd be uh, they'd be pretty good, mate. No problem. That's great. And listen, we spoke about a few of the boys who missed out there along the way. So what some people have decided to do is give us, you know, they want like seven substitutes and all that. And I've just sort of had to limit it down to just some special mentions. And But I feel like you've covered enough people there. And you actually didn't give me um, a substitute bench based on a football ability. You gave me, you gave me a substitute. We'll call them the social subs. We'll call them the social subs. Do you want to t- tell me a little bit more about them? Yeah, I just um, obviously <laughs> loads of people that I could have put put in the eleven played played with some real quality and very very lucky to have done that. Um, but also met some people that you that not only were great players um, that that you socialise more with and you know you still speak to all the time. And you know you go on birthday all day as with them and things like that. You know and you get it's a different relationship that I think I don't know if all people will understand. Um, it's quite a unique and special and lucky thing that we've got to do. Um, so I've got a few people on my bench that, if I was having a, if I was having a, an all day or a, or a Christmas rollover party day, these would definitely get the invite. And yeah, you have gone for, uh, and I hope it's not in no particular order, but you've gone for uh, Aaron McLean. Yep. You put my uh, honestly, I'm honoured, mate. Honestly, you put myself in there, Luke Rooney. Yeah. To, to, to be honest, mate, if I'm if I'm being totally honest as well, I think it's more an honour to be put on your social substitute bench than it is to actually be in your starting eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. To be fair, considering, I'm back, considering considering the fact that you've you know you've pretty much you know uh, spent half your life in Vegas, I think you're a man yeah. who knows knows how to party. So. Yeah, the fact that I've made your social substitute, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. So, yeah, you've got Aaron McLean, Luke Rooney, Mark Burcham, uh, Paul Reid and Curtis Woodass. Yeah, so I just lost you there two seconds. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Social bench. 
Just just read just read them out again. You've cut out again, mate. You've got Aaron McLean, Luke Rooney, Mark Bertram, Paul Reed, and Curtis Wooder. Yeah, it's just um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if, if everyone knows what I do. I've you know I've got a little bit of work where I, you know, I look after entertaining people in Vegas and hospitality out there, and um, they ask me where to go and who what am I doing and stuff. But I, I'll always say it's about who you're with, not where you're going, <laughs> and. I'd have I'd have these I'd have these five definitely in an all day with me. Um Maka, yourself, uh Reedy, um Curtis Woodhouse and Paul Reed. People, you know, you know, just I've been on some unbelievable uh let's call them uh act social activity events with. Uh and again, oh, to be fair, all five of them could comfortably could make my eleven as well. So that's why they got no no more mentions. Like I say, if you'd have put me, in, if you'd have put me in your eleven, uh, then I would have been having a steward and saying it's only because I'm hosting. But I'll, I'll, I'll accept me, uh, my place on the social subcontinent anyway. <laughs> Anytime, mate. Right, we uh, just a few questions to finish off. T uh, Dubs, um, we are going to go with. We spoke about loads of players that you played. Uh, get, uh, sorry, with there. Um, obviously, yeah. you starting eleven. What about in terms of you know? Does anyone stick out in terms of players you played against? Um, well, I played um, probably ninety-eight percent of my career at left back, um, but um, played a few times at centre back and left midfield to to help cover help cover injuries and stuff and bits and pieces. Um, but there was there was one time, uh, or oh, it actually happened to me twice, um, that um, managers for some for some reason got it in their heads that I'm going to go and play centre midfield. Yeah. And uh, those those two games, uh, the first game was Manchester City away, and the second game was Tottenham away. And uh, the Tottenham away game, I was in a midfield free, and I had to keep tracks of Luka Modric, <laughs> which is is just it's just not fair. It wasn't fair, honestly, mate. It, uh, if he had if he had if you got too tight to him, he'd have one touch. If you gave him half a yard of space, he'd have one touch and play an unbelievable pass. He's just his movement was frightening. He he's got he seen he almost plays every pass with the outside of his foot. It's something that I've noticed after that day. He's just he's just <laughs> phenomenal, honestly. I don't know if you, you go and watch him, honestly, he plays about seventy five percent of his passes with the outside of his foot. It's just phenomenal. Um and he was just I I, I enjoyed it. But don't get me wrong, I had to run around for for 90 minutes but I enjoyed it and that's someone that's really stuck out as in out and out wingers um, I don't think too many have got the better of me if I'm honest um, <laughs> but, ever, um, ever the modest ever the modest pro yeah I've had, I've had, a, I've had a few tussles um, Lennon Lennon for Spurs um, Bellamy was at Newcastle uh, we played Arsenal in a friendly game Will Todd was out there that wasn't fun um, but um uh, yeah, I, I don't think too many have got the better of me. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Like I say, the Modric one for me, yeah, top top player. So that was probably a bad day to go and ask you to play centre midfield. To be fair, with you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that, Gaffer. Uh, so um, yeah. So anyway, Tom. So in terms of next question. Um, what are you up to now, really, mate? I thought it would be a good idea to maybe get you plugging. I know you do. You like a bit of foot golf? Yeah, I play foot golf. Really enjoying it. Um, like like so many of us, uh, got a really bad knee injury 
uh, three years ago, actually, when I, obviously I was with you at the time um, out in, uh, in Arizona and um, lost, lost all the muscle in my leg, lost my quad, lost my hamstring, lost my calf. Um, so that was, a, that was a real struggle. And um, obviously knew I wasn't going to be playing football for quite a while. And a friend of mine said, when he come play foot golf, I thought he was. I thought he was joking. I didn't, know, I didn't even know it was a real thing. But um, something that I've I've really enjoyed and, and really loved playing. Don't don't know if you played yourself, but um, it's um, no, I haven't. I haven't actually. I haven't even played it. Even for fun, I haven't even tried it. It's uh, it's growing. It's growing rapidly as a sport, and some of the courses we're getting to play on now are just um, phenomenal. And any anybody that's that loves the ball, um, loves what the ball does when you kick it and the different ways you kick it and. And, and and tying in the fact of it, it's a competition and, and you're competing against people um, to give it a go because it, it is brilliant, mate. I absolutely love it. Well, that's good stuff, mate. And um, in terms of, obviously, we know that you have uh, various other, um, you know, businesses and stuff. And like I say, you, you're enjoying your foot golf day. I was just wondering, is there any plans for you to get back into professional football in, 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 in some sort of capacity? I know a lot of the boys you played with do a, a lot of media work now and, a lot of them are coaches, and obviously a lot of them would be managers. I was just wondering, was there any um, any any chance of seeing you back involved in the professional game? Um, I've, well, after after my knee injury, I've um I've I've uh, I've got back to playing. I'm it's you know it's it's not a, a massive level, but I'm uh, I'm playing at hashtag United, which is uh, step uh, five, which I really enjoy. I'm still um still dragging the ass out of it. I'm forty <laughs> in a couple forty in a couple of months, but um I don't think. I'm play coach there as well, but um, yeah. until I actually stop playing, um, it's not something that's tick boxes for me. I've had people ask me to get involved with the agency side. Um, I've been I've been shadowing um, at a club uh, in the football league, going and watching them training and helping them out with training. But um, as I'm still playing, I'm just I'm just not sure. I don't know. Maybe I just don't want to give the ball up. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> well, that's what I mean, mate. I think obviously, like I say. You, you, you still, uh, you still play, still tearing the arse out, as you put it. Um, but no, listen, that's great. I think anyone who's had, uh, you know, anyone who's had injuries uh, throughout their career will will understand that you know you you, you know, you, know, you want to play for as long as long as as long as possible. But like I say, I think with your, uh, you know, with your wealth of experience and knowledge, I think it would be, I think it'd be a shame to see you not um, not involved in football in some capacity. And I, I feel that. Once you stop, I think once you stop playing, you'll, you, I think you might change a few on, on that side of it, don't you reckon? Yeah, I think so. To be fair, I've, I've really enjoyed, um, I've really enjoyed it. Hashtag, I'm, I'm getting to, to help some of the younger lads there, and there's some, there's some real quality there, and I'm, I'm pretty sure some of those can definitely go higher. But yeah, as you, as you said, um, I think once I actually finish completely, I think it will dawn on me that, <laughs> that, my, that my own insight is going, is going to be coaching or, or, yeah. or, or mentoring, or even at a younger level. I'm, I'm really not sure. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, like you know, there's there's different sides that you can be a coach, you can be a manager, um, and there's different different um, different formats you can take the, the way you can get involved with the game still. And uh, until uh, I think maybe, maybe it was the injury, maybe you know the surgeon told me that I shouldn't play again. Maybe I don't. I'm not sure. I, I'm a little bit stubborn. I don't want to be told that I can't play again. Yeah. Um, I want to be. I want to be. Um, I want to stop playing football when I'm not good enough or I'm not fit enough. Not because someone tells me I'm 40 years old or I'm too old because that, that won't stop me. No, no problem with that, mate. And uh, keep, keep cracking on, mate. Keep cracking on. Right. 
TW, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for coming on. And um, like I say, uh, if there's anyone in, interested, if you get any feedback or whatever, anyone uh, is, up, is up for coming on, especially during this period of uh, isolation, like I say, the more the merrier. I'm going to try and get as many of these done as possible because, you know, for one, it's going to feel two boys for me anyway, personally. For one, it's going to, um, you know, uh, there's a lot, of, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people out there, a lot of football fans who have starved of not just football, you know, they've starved of uh, sport at the moment. So it fills that void for them, and also just for the younger players, you know, not just the ones I'm working with, but I'm sure, hopefully, if it, if they enjoy it and it becomes popular, get as many people on here, many opinions, many, you know, little nuggets of advice to give these younger players. So for me, that's the two main reasons why I'm doing it, and obviously, to be honest, from a selfish point of view, I thoroughly enjoy talking to, uh, you know, either. Uh, ex-professionals or current professionals like yourself mate so thank you very much for your time appreciate it mate good to speak to you no problem T-Dubs take care see you soon say hello to everyone from here of course I will love you